0: Hi, and welcome to episode 106 of Invest in You. And today we are going to be interviewing Sean Tepper from, you, you're, in the US, you're in the US, right? Correct. Uh, who are you?
1: So I'm, I'm a software guy, I've been in software engineering for about 15 years, and I've kind of transitioned over the last 10, it was a slow process to the investment space. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah.
2: So uh, we had the pleasure to speak uh, just a few days ago and you also kindly introduced me to to Ryan and other podcaster. So yeah, it sure. is interesting to see how helping each other can help and you never know what it leads to. So it is Absolutely. fantastic to have you as a guest on today's podcast.
0: Yeah. Glad to be here.
2: Yeah. Good one. Charlie, how was your day?
0: My day has been great.
2: So you've been doing some debating in school. What was that? What was that
0: about? That was about nuclear power.
2: Yeah. And and his brother who's not on the podcast today has been debating uh, between the election in the US. Uh, I, think he was representing the, I think he was representing the Democrats. <laughs> such um, a fun topic. It's it's good fun. <laughs> yeah. He had to read up a little bit. Uh <laughs> There. Okay, yeah, so let, let's let's drop the elections and, and the reality and COVID and everything else and, and dive slightly deeper into yourself Sean. So uh, we have spoken before, but for people who have never met you before, uh, beyond the, the normal job, what, what, what do you like to do?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of an outdoors guy. I live in a, a suburb of Milwaukee. Milwaukee is north of Chicago. Um, by about two hour drive and the suburb i'm in is about a half hour west and it's beautiful out here there's lakes everywhere so i enjoy boating i enjoy kayaking i do a lot of mountain biking like a lot of trail riding um so i'm definitely an outdoorsman i I try to fish like i love fishing so anything any kind of more outdoorsman type activity i i love doing
2: perfect Perfect. yeah love all of those things except the fishing part. But I do love to eat fish. So you can fish. Yes. It. <laughs> <indeed>. <laughs> right. That's a good one. Uh, so in terms of the one reason why we're bumping into each other is we both have got the interest to invest for the future and deferred gratification. And uh, more specifically, uh, we spoke about uh, the FIRE movement. What is the FIRE movement? Uh, we had John Dumas on the podcast before, but someone who's never heard about it. What does it stand for?
1: Yeah, so fire is financial independence, retire early. And essentially, it's for those individuals who they want to do more in life than just work, right? They want to enjoy the hobbies and enjoy the freedom. And it's about creating essentially revenue streams or a revenue stream that's leveraged. Um, Or if you're one of the few to sell and build something and sell something and take a big liquidity event and you could retire at that moment. That's pretty rare, but it's much easier to create residual income with other revenue channels.
2: Yeah, and it's also interesting because often you don't need as much money as you think. Correct. Uh, and, and you can even live the, the so-called millionaire's lifestyle uh, on a budget, and you can also use like uh, location arbitrage to live in a cheaper place. So, Charlie, would you mind to share a few details about uh, Johnny FT, who's been on one of our absolutely first podcasts?
0: Was it actually absolutely fast? I think it was like um, somewhere in the middle.
2: Yeah, I think sixteen or four. I can't remember. And it, okay. it was early. It was early. What does uh, Johnny do?
0: Well, he has a podcast. Yeah, taking the books. That's box. correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, isn't it, he? Isn't he the creator of the fine movement? Or am I incorrect? No, no, her? no. Not, just he, plan- he just advocates yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So he, he's, he's investing, he's got uh, some online sales and some receiving sure. income from social media. Yeah. So just, just another example. So cool. let's jump into examples of your own income streams. We'll dive deeper into everything, but what, what could it be, for example, for you?
1: Yeah, so my th- main source of income is I have a software as a service product. Yeah. And, and that essentially it's a tool that anybody can use. And I won't go into detail unless you want to, but it's really a tool for people who want to manage their own investments. And what it does is reduce risk, helps you save money and invest comp- competently. It, it walks you through the process and and helps you find stocks that are really safe, but also produce really big t- returns. So that's that's one channel, but the one channel I've been really focusing on since I graduated um, was investing, investing in the stock market. It took me about five, six years to really see the power of it after I graduated, but yeah. really the last 10 years or so, I've, I've really um, honed in my skills with stock investing and picking really great businesses and letting those businesses compound for you, like really essentially build build wealth for you while you can. Go do other things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, exactly. I, I, so stock investing is, is one. Um, for years, I've been in software engineering. I've done a lot of work with larger corporations, GE being the biggest, um, but i worked with um, some other more private businesses, large scale, they, they produce billions in revenue, but a lot of experience there. And then um, I've worked with a few tech startups as well, but um, kind of transitioning out of that world, that's more of the, you'd call it a job classification, yeah, whereas yeah. the SaaS and then investing would be the two revenue streams I'm focused on now.
2: Yeah, surely I'll throw a question over to you.
0: For what question or should I say and, question? Uh, whatever you choose. Okay. I would like to know what does your podcast, Sean, uh, what does uh, your podcast name mean to you?
1: Yeah. So payback time, that's a, that's a funny story behind it. I wanted to find a name that can mean multiple things i I like that because you wanted to because podcasts like never what you start doing it doesn't stay that way for years right you're always evolving your topic and and your theme and and i was like what am i gonna call this um and payback time (laughs) for those who know in finance that's the that's the term for when your investment doubles so what's your payback time Right. If you invest in a stock or if you invest in real estate in your property, when do you get your money back? So I like that, but payback time can also mean like, when are you gonna get yours? Right. Yeah.
0: You you've been working for <laughs> something.
1: When when are when are the dues coming back to you? Right. Yeah. There's that. There's also payback time and in movies, it's like, you know, taking down the bad guy. Right. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of themes you can have with this name
2: so it's not it's not only the revenge element by the sound of
1: it (laughs) exactly finance it's pretty it's pretty boring it's just when your investment doubles (laughs) yeah that's good that's
0: perfect okay so related to your podcast um what is like a really good idea or something that a guest has said on your podcast that really stuck out to you
1: gosh i've had some really really fun guests on um can take multiple if you want yeah. yeah. Let me. I'm. I'm gonna jump to my website here and just kind of look through the. the yeah, recent. sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, while you while you do that, we have some post music. Me <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh,
1: this. One of the recent interviews with was with a gentleman, um, Nicholas Henrichsen. He um, is really experienced tech entrepreneur. He sold his first tech business to. It it was like an auto industry app that allows you to buy and sell used cars. And it just made the process a lot more streamlined. He he ended up selling that business. He he had VC backing, venture capital backing from Y Combinator, which is one of the biggest, um, you could call it an incubator here in the States. Um, A really fun story. Very experienced. His story I absolutely loved. Um, I've had a few people who are in real estate that are just really solid. Frederick, your story was really good. Enjoyed, <laughs> enjoyed yours. But um, I just, here's one. I interviewed a gentleman yesterday who talked about real estate development. And in the world of real estate, you know, there's there's uh, single properties, right? You, you buy a home and you, you rent it out, you know? And I know, Frederick, you're into that. And then there's on the commercial side, which is probably, that's a different level. You've got like a business complex and you're renting it out to businesses. Your leases are usually instead of like a year to year, it can be five years or 10 years. Yeah. But this guy, he talked about real estate development, which is, I have to admit, it's not for the faint of heart. This is like you look for a plot of land, and then you got to go through the legal process of getting a deed on what to build (laughs) on that land, whether it's a house or a complex. Yeah, Yeah. And then you go into development and I asked him the timeline on how to, you know, start generating revenue. And he's like, it can be two years on up to 10 years. It's a very patient (laughs) process.
2: Indeed. indeed. And and talk about payback, the actual money stuck in there can be stuck in there for quite some time.
1: Yes, Uh, totally. uh,
2: Sharing a a side story here in terms of like a commercial property turned into a residential. And uh, we probably, we had the planning so we could do what we wanted with it. Mm-hmm. But the, the developer was so slow off the starting block, so he really never took off. So a year passed, a second year passed, and yes, the cost mm-hmm. of capital meant that we have to scrap the whole idea. And, and meanwhile he buggered off pretty much. So yeah. Uh, Time it's, and, and it, property can be complicated. It,
1: exactly. Investing is one of those things where if you're looking for instant gratification, immediate rewards, it's not for you. You've got to be patient, but the payoff can be huge. Exactly. Exactly.
2: And, and again, if you uh, want to keep investing, the can't lose your principle. Which is also right. one of the foundations in, in, in the fire movement as well. Right. All right, Charlie. Uh, du, 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 let's jump into your uh, one of your companies and, and talk some of the more nitty-gritty. So mm-hmm. how do you even pronounce it?
1: Yeah, ticker. It's you say it, it's called ticker, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's called ticker. So T Y K R it's spelled, you know, based yeah. off the ticker symbol in the stock market. Exactly. Yeah. You want, you want me to give the backstory here on how this is? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll try to keep it uh, short and sweet. It's kind of a fun story, but, um, with my last 10 years of investing, to be honest with you, the first five, I really focused on angel investing. So investing in private businesses, these are businesses, not of course on the stock exchange. Um, but I'm a tech guy. So I'm like, um, I recently came out of a a merger, my first business, and and it wasn't lucrative by any means. It was, it was kind of like, um, it was a service business and I was able to remove all debts and liabilities. So it's like, great. Okay. Okay, Now let's, now let's level up investing. So I'm looking at private tech businesses with the goal to build and then sell a tech business for a 10 X multiple, which is, that can be the multiple in, on tech. Needless to say, over those five years, never achieved that. I was able to make some money, but I never had that big, um, big multiple. There's in fact, a lot more losses than wins, which is pretty typical for if you guys don't already know in the world of VC venture capital, yeah, um, a VC firm will invest in a hundred businesses with hopes to make money on maybe five, right? And the, the wins of the five make up for the losses of the 95.
0: <laughs> There's some so, people with
1: better, better win records than that. So anyway, yeah. I didn't have a good uh, winning streak. So I said, let's turn my attention to the public market, but let's look at it from a much different perspective. Cause I knew guys out there like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, um, David Tepper, Ray Dalio, these guys, they don't generate like 20%, 30%, 40% or 50% in the stock market by guessing, right? They don't use luck. They don't use emotions. There's no feelings, which yeah. means they're using logic and the foundation of logic. I think you two can agree is math. So I set out, let's, let's yeah. start reading as many books as I can, like, and, and, and dissecting the algorithms. And I really just applied my software engineering background to creating an algorithm. And within the first year, this was around 2015. Um, I started working on this. And in 2016, I generated about a 15% return on the stock market, which compared to a financial advisor the average return you're going to get is about six yeah so i'm like okay i parted ways with my financial advisor and he even said i should part ways because he's like you're, you're just you're crushing us we can't we can't beat you um, so so i i kept refining this i kept it to myself and i kept refining this algorithm i was generating returns between 15 and 50 percent in the stock market wow. over four years yeah and in 2019, it was, it was actually last summer, I started talking to some larger institutions, showing them the the, the tool, what I had built, it was a prototype at the time. And um, they're like, hey, you've got something here, but you've got to test this through the recession in 08, see if it's really worth it. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I was pretty nervous, I have to admit. I'm like, okay, all right. Let's so, so
2: when did you when did you launch it? I mean, when did you have the, 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 the yeah. test version ready?
1: So, it, yep, I was just gonna get there. So anyway, I, I tested the software and to give you, I wanna show you the returns here and then I'll show you what happened right after because that's yep. a pivotal moment. So the S&P 500 in the States that year, it went down um, 38% ticker was up 24% that year. 2009, S&P 500 went up 23%, ticker was up 72%. And in 2010, the market kind of leveled off at 12%, ticker was up 96% that year. So I knew at the end of last summer, I'm like, I've got something here, I proved it, works. So I had two options, I can either create a hedge fund, which is very intense service business, managing people's money, or I could create a SaaS, software as a service. And since my background is tech, I like the scalability because you can serve more people with a SaaS, whereas a, a service business, you're limited. Um, so yeah, that business, I went into software engineering mode, built the real platform, which took about nine months. And then I launched this last summer Yeah, in, uh, in July. So perfect, perfect. So it, one July. of the
2: questions that I was to mind when I was looking on the, on the, the website mm-hmm. was, how did you backdate and see how it fitted with yep. the data from the former recession? We're talking about the early 2000s. How could yep. you reverse engineer how the software would have worked? I'm just super curious to see how you could yep. do that in, I'll, in I'll the tell in you. A, in a transparent or truthful way.
1: Oh, for sure. I'll <laughs> I, I won't give you I won't give away the oh, algorithm. Yeah, and don't that don't, don't shout the that algorithm. That's pretty, not what I'm asking for. Pretty, yeah. pretty boring math, but I'll I'll keep it high level so most people understand this. So how it works is it pulls five years of historical data from the income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow statement, which is all public data you can find on, you know, if you go to Yahoo Finance or I use yeah. TD Ameritrade, but anyway, it takes five years, and let's say you want to test. Um, 2015. So you take the algorithm and you lay it over years 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. And what it does is it collects those data and then it spits out what the stock is going to do in 2015 and thereafter. So that's how you backtest. So what I did, right. I actually backtested from 1999 to 2000, 2019. I had to go back to actually 1994 and get data in order to see what 1990 looked like.
2: Super interesting. I've been working with uh, intelligence, uh, an intelligence service, many years earlier in my career. Mm-hmm. And one of the requests from all commanders, it was like, "What will happen next?" Not the historical view, but actually foreseeing the future, yep. which is what most people in, uh, yeah, analysts fail to do. They're very keen to look backwards and right. possibly just extrapolate, but not more analysis than that. So yeah. Mm-hmm intrigued by by your cleverness and also i'd like to uh, say that well done for picking a, a SaaS business because i really oh. like the whole subscription model i like that i have been working with many entrepreneurs in uh, in europe uh, who have that model and uh, it's great especially when it comes to eventually if you ever gonna sell it in part or full so yeah well done. absolutely
1: yep do you want me to speak to that thinking about the future because yeah. I, could, I could talk about that, so go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I won't go into too much detail here, but one thing I've done on top of this creating the algorithm is I've probably studied the last hundred years in the stock market, yeah. and you can clearly see history does repeat itself, especially in stocks. And every recession we've had, we always see a correction always. And to give you guys a little context here, you know the, the recession was painful around the world, you know, and here in the states people thought it lasted years and i always love asking people you know i kind of alluded to this earlier it's like okay the stock market went down 38% in 2008 how much further down did it go in 09 and everybody will respond with well it went down i'm like it didn't go down it went up 24 23% yeah, yeah. that next year recessions are always shorter than what people think and what this software does is this I'll, I'll make this simple is it classifies a stock as on sale, which is a buy or overpriced, which is a sell. And what I did this year and I'm not bragging, I'm just saying I'm up 80% this year because when COVID hit, my on sale stocks went way down, but they remained on sale. So guess what I did? I just bought a bunch um, more. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And
1: when that market came back up and it only took a month or two, my my portfolio just skyrocketed, and it's simple. It's really simple. You just rinse and repeat.
2: Yeah, yeah. So surely we were about to do a, a, a fake profile for you in December last year uh, to to create like a, a game portfolio. We never did. Uh, not too bad. It would have been interesting to see how we were faring into in this right. crazy crazy market. Yeah, as, as, as a learning experience. We should, we should have a look on his uh, website, Charlie, together and discuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. Because, yeah. Play around. So, yeah, So two, two, two that stood out that I really liked that was on, the, on your, at least if you go back to September list. I really like yes. Salesforce as like a concept. And I uh, yes. also believe in Apple long term as well, obviously. And those were two. Two,
1: two great stocks. to two, yeah. two, to consider at the moment.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Salesforce is on sale in ticker right now, FYI. Yeah. Apple is a watch, but the beautiful, beautiful thing about Apple is even though it's, it's slightly overpriced within ticker. Um, if you look at the trends, Apple has actually had seven stock splits in its lifespan. Yeah. Um, so what's going to happen here is it just split again, it's going to go, it's going to climb again, yeah. and it's probably going to split. History repeats itself, it's going to split sometime in the yeah. future again.
2: Are you with, are you with us, Sean, in terms of you take a stock and you split it into two, which means basically the, the value halves, but all of a sudden it seems cheaper, but it's actually half, the, the number of shares double. Are you with us on that one?
0: Uh, yeah, pretty much.
2: Okay, perfect, good
1: and yep. it, it just make it even more simplified there a stock split what it essentially does is you know if a stock gets to let's say 400 bucks that can be pretty expensive for a lot of people yeah. but when you split it to 200 let's say you make it a lot more affordable so what happens is a lot more people rush into the market yeah. and start buying it at that lower price and then
0: it gets more it gets
1: uh, well yeah yeah it'll, i understand it'll, it'll drive up again split yeah it, exactly. and you just repeat over and over yep yeah up. i see
2: yeah so that's one reason why sometimes when you compare prices surely with the stocks and shares over time sometimes you might not compare the same thing That's a little Mm -hmm. red warning flag for for people Uh, some programs are doing this automatically but sometimes you can fool yourself and that is sometimes where people think uh, a stock is on on a discount because they might have missed a stock split, which might sound very fundamental but i've seen it Mm -hmm. happen over and over would you agree to that the, the Russian before and after
1: a, a split. Tesla, you guys know about Tesla automobiles, right? Hmm. That one has been quite overpriced. So I did not touch that. So I thought the stock split was interesting, but not attractive. So it, yeah. it, it is. there's a lot of emotions pushing that stock higher. And, and given it is a leader in the space of uh, electric automobiles, but there are other, other auto manufacturers Peeking into that industry, so we'll see if Tesla can maintain its momentum for the long term. Yeah, yeah. I don't take risks, so I like making definitive returns. The multiples
2: are crazy,
1: <laughs>
2: compared to actual sales. But yeah, I mean, I saw a very good article about the the value of AirPods for Apple, and mm-hmm. the number how they've exploded over time, and how much. So basically, the, the AirPod just as a concept is worth. Almost 200 billion, yes, the airports as a concept, which is just completely crazy. Which right. all of a sudden can draw some levers in terms of Tesla, whether they will continue or not. All right, so Sean, we'll, we'll keep observing Tesla.
0: Well, we'll keep <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, are we going to talk about investments? Anything? Uh,
2: I think we did I think we covered that for now.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, so about our podcast, which is called Invest in You, what does uh, invest in you mean to you? What does investing in you like mean to you?
1: Yeah. So first thing that comes to mind is knowledge. Like mm-hmm. when I look back to things I would have done when I was younger, like your age, right? <laughs> like, like, I don't know how old you are, but when I was in high school, I, I would have gotten into investing and followed people in the investing space. Yeah and really making those investments of time to spend time with those people, network with those people you look up to um, today's day and age. We, we have social media. I gosh, in high school, we didn't really have that, but um, <laughs> you know, so I, I look at in, in the constant investments in yourself and it doesn't, it's not money. It's, it's really the knowledge, making sure you're bringing in the right knowledge.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, good
1: one. Perfect. So you can drop the next one as well.
2: The Ivan question, since Ivan chose to not come to the computer today.
0: Yeah, sure. So um, one question we always love to ask on this podcast is, what is your favorite office? And uh, in this case, considering that you uh, like uh, the fire movement.
1: Favorite office?
0: Yeah, favorite place that you've worked in, worked from, since now nowadays you can pretty much work from anywhere with a computer. Oh.
1: Gosh, well, I, my view and I, I have a bigger laptop here. Otherwise I'd show you, but I overlook about seven mm-hmm. acres. There's, there's no people. It's just woods. I, I, I frequently deer will be walking through my backyard, turkey fox. <laughs> um, so this view is pretty nice. when I, I do travel, I try to take like two, three, maybe four vacations a year where I like going to different places in the world. Um, and, I, and there was one in Buenos Aires, this was a year ago, we stayed in a high-rise Airbnb overlooking the city and there was a dust there and I'd check email for maybe 15, 20 minutes a morning. It's like my limit on vacation, but overlooking the city, um, I was like, oh, oh, I could do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that rings a bell. That's great. Perfect. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and it's it's uh, really fun to, to hear because uh, another example of another entrepreneur, she said, actually, my favorite office is my office because she had built up an organization from the ground up. There were 20 hmm. 25 people in the office. And for her to have her own office in London with staff and also people in other parts of the world. That's why this question is super interesting. And that's, I yeah, I
1: I get the psychology there, like the, the proud moment when you've created something for yourself and, yeah. it, and it's yours. This is yeah. your office. Exactly. so You've yeah. got your people with you. Yeah, that's exactly.
2: pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm i very much in favor of, of the mobile office. I can you remember where we had our office in March of this year?
0: Yeah, we were, <laughs> well, weren't we in, uh, what's it called? No, that was April. We were in Thailand, I oh, think. Oh, it was actually March, yes. It was. Yeah. yeah, we were in Thailand and uh, we <laughs> worked there. And it was yeah. nice. It was really nice, actually.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Were you to... close to a beach?
0: Yeah, we were. Yeah.
2: I was about to take Charlie to London. And then we discussed like, shouldn't we go to Thailand instead? And, and I just looked online and ticket prices were really cheap because of yeah, the sea world, which is going on in the world, the C-19 world. And, uh, and we just took off. My wife was not super excited or impressed. but we were very we were very pleased
1: yeah we We should be
2: we got back a week later and we had such a good time it's cooler cooler to do infotainment uh, in a tropical back uh, drop it is nice sure so any any cool countries you've visited so far that you would like to recommend to the, the global audience we have
1: yeah, well, I have to say uh, I visited London for the first time three, four years ago, somewhere in there. I loved it. So I always Great. recommend go to go to Europe. Um, um, my significant other and I, she, she and I wanted to go to Greece this year. We had to cancel that trip because of COVID. So yeah. we decided to do a, a trip on the west coast of the U.S., Yes, which is if you're familiar with like Seattle is one of the bigger cities down to San Francisco. Yeah. It was about a thousand miles, a little over. But we saw like a rainforest. We saw the big redwood trees, which are like three hundred oh, yeah. feet high. yeah, right? Like to see them. Um, it is and and what happens is the highway goes right along the coast, but it's like we're talking three hundred feet above the ocean. So your views, you can see for just hundreds of miles. It feels like wow, no structures. It was so. In place of taking a, a more foreign destination, the west coast of the U.S. was it was really cool
2: yeah good good replacement yeah i just spoke to another podcast just a few hours ago and uh, we could not meet and speak on tuesday because he had his birthday and i was what did you do because he couldn't travel so oh, i just went to niagara falls uh, because oh, for cool. him that is around the corner so yes okay we've got nothing to do let's go to a hotel it's so close sure. it's fun with perspective uh, like world destinations on your doorstep why
1: not it, it exactly that you kind of have to get creative and that's the way I looked at it this year. Like, yeah, we don't have to go on the other side of the world. But,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun to, to do like home, home tours. We are very lucky where we live in, in Sweden because yes. there we've got the natural reserve is like 10 minutes walk away. Um, yep. So that's
1: exciting. What city are you guys in in Sweden?
2: Uh, the middle of nowhere. Oh, really? Right. Uh, uh, so <laughs> just by a lake, if you draw a line between Oslo and Stockholm, the two capitals yes norway is pretty much exactly on the middle of that line
1: got it okay
2: so yeah that's where we are doing lots of our podcasting and so on Mm -hmm. charlie is living there since six years ago before that he used to live in london that's why he still has got that london accent
1: such a gentleman <laughs> yeah.
0: absolutely
1: yeah that's good perfect
2: all right so this has been an absolute pleasure i would like to give you the chance to talk about where can people find out about both the podcast uh ticker and not least, yourself online
1: sure yeah with ticker pretty easy it's uh, ticker.pro that's t-y-k-r.pro very short url easy to remember yep yeah. And then payback time is just payback time as it's <laughs> usually spelled. Dot pro. I was not, as you guys can see, I was not able to get the dot com for both yeah. both of
0: those. Pro is mm-hmm. sounds professional. Pro is also nice. It's as short and it's uh it sounds professional.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's that's the first feedback I got on it. I, I was looking at dot yeah, co. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and then and then the personal way, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So just yeah, working mm-hmm. up there perfect perfect
2: all right so this has been the extraordinary podcast invest in you with three different countries represented today and uh
1: surely last few words from you
0: thank you for uh, being on the podcast oh.
1: perfect got it i keep mistaking is it, your name is sean as well Sh- Shirley, uh, Charlie. Shirley, Shirley. got it got it well hey, good to meet you both and really appreciate your time this thanks perfect Awesome. Thanks so much.